Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Thanks a million for having me in, Alan, to be honest. And I want to just thank you on a personal level for being the voice of sport and giving us all um, a chance to air everything that we want to air. Well, look, I am absolutely, and I'm not the only one, I'm sure anyone listening in is absolutely thrilled to see you officiating once again at this a prestigious tournament. And you actually... The semi-final of the European Championships, you were there, running the line, is that right? Yeah, that's correct, Alan. Um, I was on the semi-final, Germany v. France, where Germany won 2-1. And to the atmosphere there was just electric. And to be part of such a huge, prestigious event and knowing that all the records are being broken and um, the future for football was going to be massive. 87,500 people were at the, the final between England and Germany. Uh, for At a time when more than ever people need to play, play sport, but also women need to be appreciated more when they are playing sport and, and given more of a showcase. This You couldn't have asked for anything better, could you? No, we couldn't. And what a showcase that was. End-to-end stuff by the players. And, you know, in fairness to UEFA and uh, England for like really facilitating such an amazing event event and to have the final event then in Wembley I mean with a world record um, attendance to a European match was just phenomenal and it just shows you the work and the effort that all everybody put in behind the scenes as well yeah. as on the pitch. So the actual semi-final what stadium were you in for that one please? Yeah so Milton Keynes. The Dons yeah, MK the Dons. Dons. Lovely yeah. stadium isn't it? Yes yeah. fabulous stadium you know and and when you're going in on the bus and you see the crowds lining up to waiting for the teams to come in, you, you normally only saw that at, at men's matches, you know. And to be able to come in and to see all the kids lining up to see the players going on the bus and, and to wave the flags, the atmosphere is electric outside as well as inside. And outside the semi-final, because I, I looked at the match officials, list, you were the only Irish representative there, weren't you? Yeah, I am. And I was paired this time with Sherrod uh, Foster who is from Wales and then on the other assistant referee was from Spain Guadalupe so um, yeah and we were, we're all paired together this time in this tournament and uh, to be honest we had a fantastic team um, connection and yeah. everything went smoothly for us. And did you have to officiate at another game apart from the semi-final? Yeah, so I had two match days so I was very, very um, lucky and, and honoured to be selected for the first match day was Netherlands against Sweden. Another big game. And where was that? What stadium was that in? Yeah, so that was up in Sheffield FC. So that was quite special. So we, we travelled up up there and to be in that stadium seen as just one of the oldest stadiums in... Bramall Lane, is that where you were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. And um, to go Sheffield there. United, isn't it? The yeah, Sheffield United. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Is that a nice I'm stadium? I'm so used to saying that. No, I've been, been in Hillsborough. I was with, in Hillsborough, okay. but I hadn't been in Bramwell Lane. What, what sort of a stadium is that like? Yeah, it's. I don't know. There's a different kind of uh, feeling to it. It's kind of a sense of um, his, history and nostalgia. Mm. And you're walking in, and and um, you know you you know that there was a lot of history there, and that was pretty awesome. But the the to be honest, the, the best thing about that then was the match was a huge match and that was going to set the tempo for mm. the rest of the tournament. And um, and also something special happened at the end of the match. I was walking out after the match uh, uh, finished and a friend of mine 
do you know, you probably know him, uh, Lee Whelan. He actually yeah, signed no, for them. Yeah, his mum his mom has... Uh, uh, Leisure Max. Uh, Leisure Max, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. he actually found out I was there and he bought a ticket to go and watch the game and, and mess and to say hi afterwards. Uh, that's just that's a special moment there. You wouldn't get that anywhere in the world, you know. So that connection there was was pretty uh, special. So When we did the documentary Shattering the Glass Season, the amount of people who commented about your contribution to that particular documentary and what you went through. I mean, you didn't just shatter the glass ceiling. You absolutely burst through it. And, and you did come up against a lot of, of barriers along the way, didn't you, Michelle? But here you are now with a European medal and an Olympic medal sitting in the studio with me. So proof positive is the more barriers they put up in front of you, burst through them, isn't that it? That's it, you know, and it's it's if I can inspire just one person even to get up, to put your running shoes on and go for a walk, run, cycle, whatever you want to do, and that's an achievement in yourself. And, you know, and just don't let anything get in in your way so my outlook is is like when when someone says i can't do that i'll find a way around it jump over jump under swim i don't care what it is i will find a way to do something because if you're passionate enough and if you really love something nothing should stop you from doing it do you know and and there is people out there that know it has the qualities and have have passions and dedication you just have to find what it is that you you, you want to do and and just go for it but you also are, are able to get a balance in your life because you've come from the height of a, a European ch- a semi-final your ref your assistant referee or referee in a match tomorrow what, what match I'm assistant referee tomorrow um, actually it's in the evoke.ie uh, FAI women's uh, cup so I'm on the line for Shelburne against Piedmont tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so that's up in Talk Park. And that's that's pretty special too because each match to me, I treat like with pure respect because everybody is training hard to be yeah. where they are. And so so am I. So when I go to these games, you know, the the special ones, yes, the European Championship semi-final, I mean, come on, it's, it's amazing. But also I respect what people are doing for tomorrow's game mm. so I will equally respect going into this game that they have worked hard to be there and you know they want to be in the cup final and I know the Wexford interleague team that's the district league have a big final I think they're in Arklow and also the Wexford yeah. uh, Wexford youths have a massive match as well haven't they yeah they do they, they're also in the other quarter final um, against DLR Waves and Furry Carrig yeah. but the the other one is uh, I think the under 19s is it the under 19s they beat Galway recently didn't yeah, they? They, yeah, you so must be so absolutely delighted to see to women's football flying here are it you? is because I, I was a player I mean I played with Wexford and I played with um, the county was before Wexford Youths was involved and um, I played club so yeah I mean I know what the players have to go through to be to, to get to where their achievements are and to get yeah. to finals. So yeah, and and to see the development of uh, in Wexford and to see the the amount of clubs that have youth teams, underage teams, it's it's absolutely amazing. And yeah. more power to all involved, you know, because it doesn't it takes a lot, uh, it takes a community, it takes a lot of people in the background, and even it takes the parents to get the kids to the training sessions and and turning up week in week out to get to where they want to do. 
do. And do you think the European Championships will spawn even better facilities for women in the sport? Because we were talking off air, I, I looked at some of the salaries, I think the top salary for the England captain and I think the managers, I think the manager was on about 400,000 or maybe got a raise now, 200,000 euro. I mean, a lot of male professional footballers are making that in a week. I think the average for a professional footballer in England is around 47,000 euro or 47,000 pounds sterling a year. So there's a massive divide still to be crossed to bring women's game up to parity. Now they're going to say, well, TV rights and support base, etc. But if the women start pulling in the crowds, they should be rewarded, shouldn't they? Um, yeah, Lucas, to be honest, uh, I, know th- I know that the English FA have really pumped in a lot of um, finance into the female game over there and the, wim- the, 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 the Women's Super League and and by getting Serena Wiggerman into England's management spot from the Netherlands because yeah. she had won this the, the European title in 2017 so they obviously wanted to invest into their players into their league in England so and it has paid off for them because they came away with their first ever European title so yes the knock on effect from that is going to hopefully spark and yeah. um, increase uh, players. But the, the quality of football is really good, isn't it? I mean, is. Lucy Brands is some player. Um, this pop girl who sadly didn't make the final for yeah. Germany, she's some scorer. I mean, you saw you saw all these up girls close. Yeah. What's the stat, like what you see in a television compared to what you actually see when you're running the pitch? What's, what's the standard like by your reckoning? It's totally different. I mean, what you see on TV, multiply by that 10 when you're right in the there. Pace the pace of it, pitch, yeah. The pace. I mean, it's end-to-end stuff. I mean, the, the, the sprint levels that we do is the pace that we have to, to get up to. These players are just so fast. And um, so we train for that as well. But uh, you go back to Lucy Bronze and Alexander Pop. I mean, I remember refereeing them when they were under 19s in European Championships. Hmm. And then they're on the big stage and they're just phenomenal players and they are massive um, you know role model for anyone out there yeah. because they just never gave up they kept pushing kept yeah. pushing like and you know and you can see that in, in I their I just game. want to mention some of the other highlights as well you actually have officiated a men's games as well what was the big one the Super Cup was it the what Super was Cup final yeah so uh, yeah that that's a, a whole new level again I mean we were the first I was part of the first ever females trio to take charge of a men's and the teams in that final, Super and that was the Super Cup final against uh, Liverpool against Chelsea Wow! So that was just quite um, a historical moment in football because, as we say, Stephanie Frappard at that time broke down the walls and broke down the history of the world. And the knock-on effect to that was that all female officials around the world got a chance in their men's, top men's league in the world, in all their different uh, parts of the world. Well, look, uh, I mean, obviously, the fact that you were the only Irish official at the European Championships, it's it's not within your gift. It you have to be spotted to do this. How do, how how how's it happened for you? Are you just? I know you're assessed when you go out to officiate games. Is that what happens? And were the European assessors looked at what you were doing and then picked you to go across? Yeah, so we're assessed every single game, even here in Ireland. So and then that feeds into um, UEFA and FIFA. We're also being tracked and monitored 
our fitness levels. So we feed into a platform as well. So we're constantly monitored in everything we do. And then when we're out on the big qualifying matches, we have uh, European and FIFA assessors. And then that feeds into our bosses. Yeah. And then you go through the selection process. And then you also have um, preparation courses where you have to pass your fit physical fitness tests and written tests as well. Yeah. And that's then so you could be from a, a thousand people on a list down to 300 and then down to 100 down to 50 so that's how it is and it's 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 a uh, every four years you're you know you're i'm already a candidate now for next year's fifa women's world cup in australia new zealand and that's my next big target and next big goal well i wish so you the very best look it's not just me uh, the managing director of the Talbot hotel collection philip gavin has sent in the following text fall to ireland and tourism ireland do a great job in promoting our country abroad but it's people like michelle that enhance and give our county exposure in other countries and in international stadiums she is a wonderful ambassador for our town and county and may i commend and congratulate her for all she has achieved it's such a pity i just cannot swim oh, i'm not no. quite sure what to, what's all that about me <laughs> thanks million <laughs> um yeah so um i was his share swim that teacher. with us <laughs> i was his swim teacher you were a swim teacher yeah. were you? okay i uh, love listening to michelle an inspiration for all young people best of luck keep up the great work and brida o'sullivan has also sent in a, a good wish message uh, for you look oh, i gotta wrap it up there so for, for the moment michelle but dare to dream make the dream come true what's your advice to all women out there young women out there who have this dream to either become a match official or become a super player like Lucy Bronze and follow in her footsteps. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, just take every day and every step at a time, but also believe in yourself and, you know, never yeah. give up. But, you know, just be the best you can be. And that's all you can ask for. And I have to mention Wexford Youth FC because they have been trailblazers for the sport of soccer in this country, haven't they? They have done tremendous work. Yeah, they have, um, in fairness. And all the kids, uh, you know, you'll have the ball kids coming out. And, you know, the, the, the in fairness to the, the players out there that take the time to sign autographs and all. So, um, yeah, no fair play to them all because, you know, they're right up there in, in the Ireland League. So Thanks, Michelle. Congratulations, and don't forget to bring the medals with you. <laughs> Thanks very much. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran.